Eddy B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirem Vehayem Amen. Daf Chabet. Today's daf is being studied. Lelu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Lelu Nishmat Neftal Bekatsudim Mim Veshanim Ezra Ben Tuni Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Utin Shmatot Sur Rabbi Sula Hayim Amen. We begin today's daf on Chabet Amud Yishon, and we are six lines. Down. We had a mahluk in the previous daf between Rava and Rabbi Ilah. Exactly how many cases do we have in our Mishnah that we say Chomer Bakodesh Mabitruma? According to Rabbi Ilah, there are actually ten cases because he learns that the first case in the Mishnah, which was that we do not dip Kli Betochli, is an Anyan of Hatzitzah. That is the issue because of Kovdo Shil Kli. The weight of the inner Kli is going to weigh down on the outer Kli. That's a Hatzitzah issue. And even though later on in the Mishnah we also discussed Hatzitzah when we said that if you're dipping a garment for people that are, uh, that are eating Kodesh, you have to unknot it first. Why? Also because of Hatzitzah. So therefore there's 11 cases stated in the Mishnah, but it's really 10 because Hatzitzah is written twice. Whereas according to Rabbi, he said no, that the reason why one does not allow to dip kli betochli by Kodesh as Gezerah that he might dip it in a keli that does not have shifoferet anod. The spout is not going to be wide enough and therefore it's not going to be a uh, kosher tevila. So that's not indeed of Hatzitzah, that's a different uh, Gezerah. So therefore according to Rabbi, there's really 11 cases in the Mishnah. So the Kamal Gavran says, My Ika ben derava ledrabi ila. Just give me a practical nafkamina. That will come out between Rava and the Bi'ilah. Which means, based on the way they learn Kli Betokli. According to Rava, the Kli Betokli issue is what? They might come to dip it in a Keli that's not enough Shufir Tanod, which means the uh, Shi'ud of the uh, spout, which she told us was two Etzba'ot, being able to uh, uh, turn the two Etzba'ot around the uh, spout of the Keli. So, according to that reason, that's one reason. According to the Bi'ilah, it's a Hatzitzah issue. So, give me a Nafkamina. That will come out based on the different reasons that we're given. So the Gemara says, we'll give you enough Kamala. That's a basket. The Gargutni, Gargutni, they explain, is a, like a sifter, a sieve that they put over the, a strainer, they put over the, um, um, the press where they're uh, pressing uh, the grapes for the wine. Right. So the wine goes through this uh, strainer. It's a big, big flat vessel. Right, sal gadol. It's a big like, strainer, and it goes through the uh, goes through it. So it says sal vigargutani, a basket or a gargutani. That she says, third line, gargut sal gadol meod shebo mitzanini mayayin. Right, they sift or um, strain the wine be'et batsir, the time of the pressing season. They place it under the stream of the gut of the press. It's, it gets strained through this uh, gargutani, and then it goes. Into the board, into the picket. I mean, Vasekhet, our Dazar Shiloh, the Azir Gagutari, the Gah. Fine. So it says, Shmilean Kilim. So you filled it up with Kilim. So now you have a vessel within a vessel. Vitbilan, and you dipped it in the Mikveh. So again, if you're learning like Rabbi Ila, 
Rib took this issue of Hatita, so I don't care how big this keli is. This Gargutani or this Sal, bottom line, when you put a keli but talk keli, the weight of the inner keli is going to be on the outer keli, and that's going to be in the end of Hatita, so it's not going to be good. However, the Madam Rashim Gizerashim, he had been Mahatim Visunuriot, Mikhnish, and the people Shveret and Nod, but according to the opinion that says, that's Lava, that the whole issue is that you might come to you, put it in a keli that doesn't have the proper width. So give us a Sal, the Gargutani, She'en, Befihem, Kishrofet, Nod, Leka. In these type of kelim, it doesn't exist. It's not shayach. They don't make a keli of a sal or a gargutan. It doesn't have the width. And therefore, that's what you have to make a gezerah. Which is, I'm only going to make a gezerah in a type of kli that they have a style of that kli that can come to no shvurit anod. But in a big wide kli like this, such a shvurit anod by this case. It's a flat kelim over here. That therefore, I'm not going to make a gezerah that if I let you dip kli, bitok kli, in this case, you might come to use a kli that doesn't have anod. It's not by a salad and gutari. So there will be enough kamina, koin to rava, be permissible to uh, dip in these type of items. The Gibran says, ve'azda rava neta'amem. Rava is following his reasoning. The Amarava, Sal the Gargutani, Shemilan Kelim. And the Sal the Gargutani, you fill it up with Kelim, with Pilan, and you dip the Kelim, Kelim to Kli, Teorin. They indeed are going to be Teorin. As she says, Af le Kodesh. Which even for Kodesh. The Ravana Tamid, the Uki Tama Gizram, Shum Klish, and the fifth Kashirita note, with Sal the Gargutani, Leka, the Mahashtahi. No, like we said, there's no Gizran, such a type of Kelim of the Chayach. So therefore, Rabbi Obilin, even for Kodesh, to dip kli betoch kli. Uh, mikveh besad gargutani. Ah, if you have a mikveh. Now let's say they divided the mikveh. They put a sal or gargutani to separate the mikveh. So now you have 20 se'ah on one side, for example, and 20 se'ah on the other side. Hatovel sham lo alta lo tebila. Somebody dips in that type of mikveh. Lo alta lo tebila. Nashi. By separating with this salad and gutan, you really divided the mikveh and you turned it into two separate mikvaot. The ensure lo bazeh lo bazeh. Now, if a bishamai mehabirim ben avira nesarim in zehibur, which means even though let's say the water is going through the little holes of the, the wicker or of the um, of the gargutani however it's not considered big enough because we learned that in order to make a hibur you need at least kisrofirit hanod so therefore if you put the uh, keli in between in this case over here it's going to separate the mikveh and the gibbara brings a proof to this deha ara because the ground kula halhuleh the ground the regular earth has holes in it it's porous there's little holes in it uba'in and ika and still you need 40 sand in one place, which means, but the Gebarah is saying like this, we have the ground, right? So all the water of the ground, technically the, 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 the earth is porous, so if you go from under the ground, it will connect it to the river. So technically say that all the uh, ground uh, waters are technically connected to the waters, and there's 40 sand over there, so the Gebarah, even if you have less, it should be good. The explanation is, because the holes are so small, so you don't have the shi'ud of shi'ud the nod, so therefore, it's considered separate mikvaot. So similarly, when you take the salad and gutani, you separate the mikveh, even though the waters are, let's say, going through, but since the holes are very small, so that was not going to be considered a hibur. Look at that sheep. Deha, deha is a proof. Deha ar'a kula mihalhila. And the waters that are springing in this area, ba'in minahar gadol. They actually emanate from a large river. 
We don't consider mechubad bainam mimseah bimkom echaz. We need the mimseah to be in one place. Ah, you have the the holes that are connecting. Not as holes are too small, and therefore you see Ravak clearly held again. The gabe asal gergutad yiver kli betochli. That's a different thing. Has no problem because you have no problem of shufurit and nol because for sure those kelim are big wide kelim and therefore kotrevar would be permissible. Now the Gemara gives a condition. This whole din that we said kli betoch kli that we said what is going to be uh, a problem bechli tahor. Uh, that's only talking we're in Nava now. That's only talking about with the outer kli is tahor. Aval bechli tameh. But if the outer kli is tameh, we're saying we're saying that if the outer kli is tameh, and you stick smaller kli inside, right? So now you want you want to, you want to make the head both. So we said like this: in this case, you don't have to have shiva for because the the outer kli. The tevila is going to work. Now, how could the how could the how could it work? Yeah, it doesn't have shikur etanot. Well, for itself, it's going to work because the law is the way the kli became tameh. We don't obligate you to reconstruct the kli now to make it tahor. You're allowed to metahed a kli in the way it became it became tameh without a shikur etanot. So now if I want to metahed it, I have to break it now and make a, a bigger uh, nozzle. So explanation is, once I say the tevila is going to be effective for the outer kli, I'll say automatically the inner kli also will get the tar. It's a migu. Migu, since the tevila is effective for the outer kli, I'll say, okay, the inner inner, inner stuff also will be kashir, ikahor, even though it doesn't have shofar etanot. So when was this deen that we said, ain't of the kli, kli, the kodesh, that was only said if the outer kli is tahor. So therefore, this mikveh is not effective for the outer kli. I don't need it for the outer kli. I'm only using it for the inner kli. Oh, then we say it's going to be a problem. Look at Rashi. Gemara Rashi says, "Migu desalka tevila legufo shel kli." Once I say that the tevila is going to be effective for the outer kli, litaher tocho al yedei ma'am nechdasim derech piv dechitum ato ken taharato. Which means the way it became Tameh, that's the way it's going to become Tameh. It became Tameh without a Shofar at the size. So therefore, Stara is going to be the same thing. So therefore, we say, Salka Nameh Tevila Lekelim Shemetokho. Therefore, the Kelim that are in it will be Tahor. as was a very important condition that the Gemara now is adding. It's not, we didn't say this until now, which means, exactly, that which we're going to say, Actually, the, the deen that we said, in Matvidim Kli Betokli is Dafka, where the outer Kli is Tahor. So since it's not effective for the outer kli, so we're not going to say it's effective for the inner kli. But check it if it was tameh migu de salka tevila legufo salka tevila lemashibet lechol. The Gemara substantiates this from a mishnah. Ditnan, we have a mishnah kelim shemilean kelim. You have kelim, then you put you dip them in kelim. Kelim betok kelim. Vitbilan, and you dip them hare elu tehorim. So it says they are tahor. Both of them are elu teorim. However, it says v'im lo taval. But if you did not dip ma'im amurabim, the waters that are mixing from the mikveh and the bottle, ad shiur amurabim kishvafirat anod. So you need the minimum shiur of shvafirat anod. Now this is a very very difficult mishnah to understand. V'im lo taval. You're dipping it. You just don't have 
Shofar and Tavlo. What does this mean? The lashon of the Mishnah v'imlo Taval. So the Gemara says, "My Kamar." What do you mean over here? V'imlo Taval. You dip it. You just don't have shofar and So the Gemara says, "Haki Kamar v'im enot sarich lehatbilo." If it's not needed, meaning the outer kili is tahod, then maim ma'urabim, and you want to use maim ma'urabim, you want to use the waters in the kili to connect with the waters outside the kili, then adshim ma'urabim kishroferet anot. So you see, clearly, we have a mishnah that is making this hiluk, that imlot tabal, if you didn't need to be tovel the outer kli, then already the dinah shroferet anot is said. However, if you have a kli betoch kli, and you have the shroferet, I'm sorry, you have a and the outer is tameh, meaning it's sarich litmol. That way, it's going to be effective. Rashi, hare elu tehorin litruma velo chelik ben piv lachav the piv katzar. Right, in the first case over here for truma, hare em tehorin, which we have a kli betochli. It's going to be kasher for truma, and doesn't matter whether it's shaferet on both sides or not. Vim lo taval. That's the way the Mishnah is explaining it. You want to use the water in the Mikveh, combined with the water that's in the Keli. Keli should come at you, you are going to need the connection between the Shuaferet. So that's basically the Maskanat Gebarov here. This whole thing that we say, that we're going to say it's effective. That's dafka if the outer kli is tameh. However, if the outer kli is tahor, so then we say that kli betok kli is not going to be a final smashal. We're just reading over here that even for teruma, which is what it, because that's what she's throwing over there. She said elu truma, which is that which we say for teruma kli betok kli is good. I have to explain it better. That we say for teruma that kli betok kli is okay. So that's talking about also where the outer one was uh, Tameh. However, the outer one is uh, Tahor. Like the Mishnah says, the Kavra is not going to be good. Ashon of Rashi in this Mishnah, we come up with a very important Shittah, at least the Shittah Rashi. When it said, Hare Elu Tehorin in this Mishnah, Rashi says very clearly, Truma. That we're talking about Teruma. And what's the case talking about? Where the outer Kili is Tameh. And the inner keli, you want to now do keli betok keli. So there the Mishnah says, even though it doesn't have shofar at node, but that's called the truma, masma fedashi, that even if the outer keli was tameh, still by Kodesh, it is going to be no good when you do keli betok keli. So it comes out and emerges in Kodesh, she for Kodesh and matbidim keli betok keli, even if the outer keli is tameh. By Tiruma, that's when we say if the outer Kli is Tameh, then we don't care whether you have Shvirat Anod or not Shvirat Anod because that's going to be Migu. Migu, the, the outer Kli comes to us, so the inner Kli comes to us. However, if Lotabal, which we explain, if the outer Kli does not need Tevila, then Dafka has to be the size of Shvirat Anod. But again, that's Dafka deemed by Tiruma. But by Kodesh Shitat Rashi, the Humrah is across the board, whether the outer is Tahor or whether the outer is Tameh. Again, that's the way they're learning from Shittat uh, Rashi. However, Tosfot, Tosfot wants to say that could be that this is uh, a deen by Kodesh. Also, that uh, when we say for Kodesh that we're being uh, Mahmir, 
that was only in the case where the outer kili was tahor. But if the outer kili was uh, tameh, he wants to say even by kodesh we will be lenient. So the fantastic mahlokan amongst the, the shonim on this case. Come to Gibran and continues. Gibran says. <coughs> Actually, this mahlok between Rava and Rabbi Ila is a mahlokit tanaim. Rashi. Correct? Rabbi Ila learned the problem of Kilim to Kilim's Hatitza issue. And if we came at that water in a sal and a gargutani, doesn't matter. You have a Hatitza issue as well. The sal and the gargutani in the me, Kishar Kilim, that move a bit Kilim to Khan, and I'm telling him the codes. The Uki Tamad, the Manidim Shum Eruv Mikvaot, Rabbalat, the issue of Kerim Toklin, Eruv Mikvaot, because you're not going to have a connection. You might dip it in the Kerim that doesn't have Shufirat and not. The Abbe Savigar Gutari, that when it came to Savigar Gutari, he said, Leka the Mehash, which is no issue, the Turin Tanaim. Actually, this is a Mahlokan amongst the Tanaim. The Mahlokan of the and Rava we found in the Tanim. The Tanya we have a Braita, Salve Gargutani. That's the big basket. And this Gargutani is the sifter, the sieve, the shrainer, Shemilean Kirim. Right? You filled it up with Kirim with Bilan and you dipped both of them together. Ben La Kodesh, Ben Literuma Teorin. Oh, so who's that going like? That must be going like Rava. Mm-hmm. They're telling you, what do you do it for Tirumah? And here, if you do it for Kodesh, there's no problem, because you can never come to a case where it's not going to be sure of it. Hanot. Abbas Shaul omini Tirumah, Avalon Kodesh. Very good. So Abbas Shaul must be going like the Bi'ilah. He's coming along and saying, oh, the issue is Hatitah. So for Tirumah, we'll be lenient. However, for Kodesh, we'll be Mahmir. So now the Gibra asks the obvious question. If the issue is Hatitah, why should it be good for Tirumah? The Chaurah, when you typically kill him for Tirumah also, you have to be concerned about Hatitah issues. So the Gibra says, Iyakhir, if that's the case... Tirumah Nameh, Tirumah also. Which means, Abba Shaul. What are you telling me over here that when it comes to dipping a keli, between keli, your problem is what? Hatitza issue. And therefore for Kodesh keli, you got to be careful. Hatitza issue? You have to be careful for Turumah as well. So the Gibran says, Leman ka'amdinan. So he answers back, who are we talking to over here? Who are we, who are we discussing over here that we have an issue, the gabet to be that kelim, and you have to worry about kli betokli? Who are we discussing? Haverim. We're talking to Havinim. Havinim is Tamidei uh, Hakamim, people that know. That she says, Leman Kamiran, Havirim. Lemi Anu Omrim Hora Azu Shloyd Big Klibe Tokli. Who does Halakha said that don't put a Klibe Tokli? La Havir. To a Tamirakami, to somebody that's careful and to Mavatara, the Ilul Amaris, no at the command of Mishal. Amaris is not coming to ask us. I dipped the Klibe Tokli, it was the Dean. Amaris don't care. Hilkach litruma leka le mechash. I'm not worried about Tiruma. Da medaya da shiur irum mikvaot. Which means, Legabesh yur irum mikvaot. He knows already the law of Shepoveret Anod. Un enyan kevedosh yuklin nameh im kaved hu magbehinoto. And he also knows the law of Hatisa. If it's going to be a heavy keli, he's going to lift it up. Which is really the Gibral's question on both sitot. The Gibral's question is, you're telling me that they made a whole gizera dafka by. Kodesh, but not by Tirumah. Yeah. Which means, even according to Rava, that said the issue was what? This was Shifa uh, Veretanot issues, that was only an issue by Kodesh, but by Tirumah, they didn't make uh, such a Gezira. So the Chaurai says, uh, why not? Why should you make a Gezira by Tirumah? What? There's, there's issues of Shifa Veretanot also by Tirumah the Chaurai. So, uh, just as well as there's Hatizah issues by Tirumah. Mm. So the Gebra answers, so who are we dealing with? We're dealing with Haverim. 
Havarim know the laws of Hatzitzah, and Havarim know the laws of Shufir Tanod, so you'll never have a problem by Tirumah. No. So the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means the Gemara, okay, very good. If we talk about Hatamid Achamim, so Achamim know the law, so the Kharabai Kodesh also. Wait, who's, who's dealing with, who are you dealing with over here? Hakamim. So by Kodesh, what are you worried about? That they might come to do crypto cleanings with Hatzitzah? Hakamim know the law. You're worried about what? Shvirta not? Hakamim know the law. So the Gemara says, Zashi. Iyache Kodesh Nameh al-Kurhaq matnitin dektani avalon le-Kodesh b'chaber askinan. Who are we talking about when you're dealing with Kodesh? Tabel kam. Di'i amahar is mitzayit neka again. Is the amahar going to listen to you? We're worried that an Amaris is going to see the Tamir Hagam dipping a Kli Betokli, the Azil Matbil, and he's going to go do it himself. So therefore, we don't want to put a stumbling block in front of the Amas. He's not going to know the law. He's not going to know that the rabbi was careful, that it's not weighing down, that it's a Hazitah issue. He's not going to know the rabbi was careful to have Shavuot and Tanot. Amas is going to come along and have dip Kli Betukli. It's going to be a problem. So the Gebra says, Okay, so the same thing. If you do by Tiruman, Amas is also going to see you. And then the Kara, you should have a problem, which is we're worried that he's going to uh, take his kill him. That he's using for Tirumah. Let's see, because the Amaz has to give Tirumah also. He has to give it to the Kohen. So we're worried that what? Be, 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 be suspicious that if he sees us dipping Kilimitokli by Tirumah, that when it comes to his Tirumah, that he's going to give to the Kohen, he's also going to take this Kilim, Kilimitokli, and uh, now you can have a uh, problem. So the Kibra says, no, it's not going to be a problem. Lo mikablinan minayu. We don't accept Tirumah from Amaris. No, we don't accept Tirumah from an Amaris, which means, what are you worried about? You're worried about that he might come and do Klebitok? Let him, let him do Klebitok yes. by Tirumah. Yeah. Now he's going to come along, he's going to come to the Kohen, uh, Mr. Kohen, I have uh, Tirumah. Get out of here, thank you but no thank you, we're not going to accept it. So therefore, I don't care if he's going to make a mistake by his uh, Kelim, it'll never, it'll, it'll never affect us. Because we don't accept Kelim, uh, Tirumah from Amar, as she says, Lo mikablinan. Except certain times of the year, we accept when everybody is betahara, where they purify their vessels and things like that. Like we we'll say later on. So the Gemara says, "Kodesh So the says, "Okay, if that's the case, don't accept Kodesh from them." Which means, let the chaver dipkli betokli. What do you worry about? The amaharis when it comes to his korban, he's going to dipkli betokli. That can't affect us. Just when the Amaris comes along and gives the Kohen uh, 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 Kodesh, don't accept it. So the Gemara says, Have Eva. No, it'll, it'll create enmity. It'll create Mahloket. Well, the, 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 the Israelis, the, 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 the Amaris is going to come to the Kohen with his uh, meat for the Korban. And the Kohen is going to say, No, I don't accept it. It's going to create uh, Mahloket. Eva. So the Gemara says, Tiruman Nameh Have Eva. Well, Tiruman also is going to be Eva. You tell me we don't accept Tiruma from this. So it's going to be uh, uh, Mahloket. So the Gemara says, Lo ikhpatle. Now the Amaris won't be offended. Why? De azil yahible le kohen amaaris havre. Because he could always find the kohen amaaris that is going to give him the Tiruma. So therefore, you don't want to accept that. No problem. I go to amaaris uh, kohen and I can unload my uh, Tiruma. However, when it comes to uh, Kodesh, only the uh, Kormanot, only the Kohanim Haverim are 
given the Amakpira uh, on the Kodesh. So again, the Maskanat Gemara, the Gemara is saying like this. There is no concern to be lenient by Tirumah. For us to dip Kli Because we're dealing with Haverim. Haverim know the law. They're going to make sure there's no Hatitzah, that the inner Kli is not weighing down on the outer Kli. Furthermore, they're going to be Makpid also, to make sure that at least the Shiva Firat and Nod. So therefore, there's no problem of Kli, Betokli, by Tirumah. Ah, you're worried about that the Amaris might see us, and they might now, in their Tirumah, they might uh, dip Kli, Betokli, they're going to do it the wrong way. It'll never affect us. Because anyway, the Kohen, Haver, is not going to accept Tirumah from an Amaris, for that exact reason. Because we're worried he might have dipped his Kli, Kli, Betokli the wrong way. And therefore the Kalima not tahor, or the Turumah that was in it is really Tamir. So therefore it can never hurt us, so therefore no problem. <coughs> ah, you'll say, yeah, but if you don't accept Turumah from them, it's going to cause a mahloket. Wait a minute, Amaharis is going to get offended. We don't want to create mahloket. It won't create mahloket. Because the Amaharis knows always find the Kohen Amaharis, and they'll give the Turumah and have a pact amongst themselves. So therefore, Havidim will not be affected, so there's no problem. Ah, so let's say the same thing now by, by Kodesh, meaning, if you're going to start being uh, mahmir by, uh, uh, if you're going to, uh, you have a case by Kodesh, but we said you cannot dip a clip to clip. What are you worried about? What are you talking about? Haverim. Tell me now what they're doing. So you can say, oh, I'm worried about the Amaris that's going to see the wrong thing. And he's going to do clip to clip like Kodesh. He's not going to do laws of Hatizah. He's not going to do laws of Shifir and And what are we concerned? We have to accept his Kodesh. We can't push him off to Kodesh Amaris. Because the guy is that the coin that's bringing the Korban, he gets the, uh, he gets the meat. Yeah. So therefore, we have no choice to accept. So therefore, we don't want him to see us dipping Kodesh with Klee lest he comes through it the wrong way, and we're going to get affected by because we have to accept his meat. So the Rachamim said, we make a Humrah by Kodesh, and not a, a, a Humrah by Turumah. So the basic underlying principle is, what affects Haverim, we're going to have to be Mahmir on. But what doesn't affect us, so we're not going to have to be Mahmir on. It continues, Uman Tana Who's the Tana that is Hoshesh to Eva? Like we just saw an opinion now, that when it comes to, let's say, Kodesh, there's an issue of Eva. We have to accept, because if we're not going to accept his Kodesh, there's no one else for him to give it to, and then we're going to create Mahloket. Right? So the Rabbi Yosei. It's the opinion of Rabbi Yosei. Netanya, we have a bright. Amar Rabbi Yosei, Mepnei ma'a kol ne'emanim al ta'arat ya'in v'shemen kol yemot ha'shanah. Which means when a Amaris comes all year long to the Bet HaMikdash and he brings ya'in, let's say for Nesachim or Shemen, for a Minha, we trust them that it is, it is Tahor. Why do we accept it? What's the explanation? Because if you're going to start saying now to the Amaris, we can't accept your uh, Yayin and Shemin, he's going to build his own Bama, meaning he'll build his own altar, and now you're going to create a schism in Klaise, they're going to build their own Bet HaMikdash, they're going to have their own uh, service, and for that matter, they'll go which means, the uh, the situation over here is if the let's say they come and bring us paraduvas um, is the cat that used for the uh, purification. So he's saying like this: an amaharis, let's say, brings a uh, keli, okay, to be used for the paraduma service. We trust him when he says it's tahor for paraduma. Why? Why do you trust him? Because if you're not going to trust him, when he tells us tahor. He'll go now do his own service of paraduma. Now you're already going to divide. So you see, the BOC was concerned about. Eva, he doesn't want to split Klaise again. Bama was a um, one those altars that were uh, there was a time where Bamot were permissible. Once the Bet Hamikdash was built, Bamot are forbidden. So therefore, you're worried now. If you're going to go to the Bet Hamikdash, you don't Amaz. We can't accept your Yain uh, and Shemin. He'll go build the Bama Lachsmos. That's what the Biosim. Let's read it again. Amar Biosim. Na mipne mahakol. 
נאמנים על תנת ים השמן כל ימות השנה, כדי שלא יהיה, כל אחד ואחד הולך ובונה במה לעצמו. איש כאן שגנבות זה פרסונל אולטר, וסולף פרה אדומה לעצמו. אמר הפאפה, כמען מקבלים אל העידנה צעדותה מעמא ארץ. Today, we accept testimony from an עמא ארץ. עמא ארץ comes along and testifies, we accept this testimony. Even though the עמא ארץ might not have the qualifications of really kosher עד, we accept why. Okay, who's that going? Like, come on, can it be Yosef? It's going like, can it be Yosef? Can it be Yosef? The Shittah that says what we're worried about. Eva. So therefore, for that reason also, we also accept the witnesses today, because they'll make their own betting. <coughs> if you're not going to accept the witnesses, they'll make their own court system. So again, it's going it's to divide. Cloud Yisrael. Therefore, again, that's an anyan of Eva. Ra'es v'nichosh l'she'elah. Let us suspect, let us be concerned about borrowing. Meaning, that's she, first wide line. Don't dip a Again, go back to the same suspicion. I should be concerned about the Amaris. He's going to dip Kli Betokli. And I, you told me, I'm not worried because we don't accept Tiruma from Amaris. Fine, but we do borrow Kelim from Amaris. So therefore, should we worried that if I'm going to borrow his keli, that he dipped kli beto kli, and the tara was not good, so now already I'm putting a takalat to the haverim. Now she says, We do borrow keli from Amaris, so we're back to the same old question. Why are we lenient by Tirumah? That we're allowed to dip kli beto kli, and you're not worried that the Amaris is going to see it and make a mistake, because anyway we don't eat the Tirumah that they give us. Fine. But the keli we do use. So the Chaura, the keli they're going to give us, is going to run into a problem. And therefore we should be osir Tirumah kli beto kli. So comes the Gemara and says, how do you know that we borrow kelim from an Amaris? So all this long Mishnah that we're going to bring now is really just trying to do one item. That we borrow kelim from Amir Aris, because I guess that that itself is not such a uh, uh, special thing. Because maybe time, who borrows kelim from Amir Aris? So we have to establish first that no, it was common practice to borrow kelim from an Amir Aris. <clears throat> I guess the Hakamim allowed such a practice because it'd be a big tadha if you if you don't allow to borrow kelim. So you're really putting the Hakamim at a at a, at a difficulty because you know, not everybody had kelim. So in order to have an easy life, you have to be able to borrow Kali from one another. So how do you know that such a practice was done? So the Gemara says, Vietnam, we have a Mishnah, Kili Heres Masil Al-Akol means we have a rule. It's two Al-Akot. You have a Ohel Amit. There's a Amit in the house. Anything under the roof becomes Tamit. All the Kili become Tamit, Tumat Ohel. However, the Torah says, except for Kili Heres, that have Samid Patil. Samid Patil means it's sealed and tied on the top. So that Kili Heres cannot become Tameh even in Ohil Hamit. What's the logic in that? Because we know a very, very important rule by Kili Heres. Kili Heres is only Mitameh Mitokho. It can only be Mitameh from the <coughs> inside of the Kili. So that even if you want to consider that the Tumah is all over the house, under the roof, and it's touching the outside of the uh, Kili, so to speak, so what? Kriheres on the outside cannot become Tamir. And so long as the top is covered and sealed, Tumah cannot penetrate within. And therefore, the law of the Torah is Kriheres, that is Samid Patil, that has a covering and a, uh, a, a seal on it. Tide is not going to be, it's Matzil, it saves from the Tumah. There's a second halakha. <clears throat> Let's say we have Tumah on the ground floor. Okay? And there's a second floor, 
and there's a hole in the ceiling. So normally, the Tumah goes through that hole, and everything's going to be Tameh on the upper floor as well. Tumah is going to spread, and then go up, and Tameh everything on top. Unless, I can contain the Tumah to the bottom. How do I contain the Tumah to the bottom? So the Alachah says, And I clog, or I plug the hole up. The Kiriharis, I put the opening of the Kiriharis facing up. So it's being clogged from a, the bottom of the Kiriharis. So the bottom of the Kiriharis cannot become Tameh, because the Kiriharis is not Tameh Megabos, so it's Chotzitz. If not Tumah, so the Tumah remains on the ground floor, it cannot penetrate through the upper floors. But if you put a metal keli, a metal keli is Tameh Megabos, so it's gonna, it doesn't, doesn't Chotzitz. If it in itself can become Tameh, it's not going to serve as an interference, so the Tumah so is going to go shoot right through. That's the law, and that's law from the Torah. And Betelel subscribes to that law from the Torah without making any extra gezerot with banana. That's what it says over here. Let's read Rashi. Second wide line. Kedicheres masil ala kol imukav samit patir be'olamet inameh hamet be'bayit. The met is on the lower floor. The tarot ba'aliyah. Right? You have things on the on the second floor. The aruba pituham in a bayit aliyah, and you have an aruba. You have a hole in the ceiling, right between the ground floor and the top floor. The shivuk the heres and they plugged up the hole with kli heres. The kli heres chotzets befnei tumah. Kli heres is able to interfere from tumah. The eno mitamim megabo. Because it cannot become Tamir from the outside. Umatsil al kol That's the shita It's basically really Torah law without any extra gizirot of uh, the hachamim. Comes the shita bet shemai. Bet shemai omri. Bet shemai say, "Eno masil ela al ochrim ve'al mashkim ve'al keli heres." This law, let's say you plugged up the top floor with this kidihiris, so it's only going to save food, let's say there's food on the top floor. We'll say the tum'ah is not going to penetrate, like the okhil, we'll say it's tahor. Like the mashkin, we'll say it's tahor. And for other kidihiris, we'll also say it remains tahor. But let's say you have metal kilim, bit shabbat is going to say, even though minat Torah it's plugged up. And the Chaurat should save everything. Bet Shammai is making a hiluk. Ochlinu mashkim, it saves, remains tahor. However, and kilihiris, other kilihiris that are up there, it'll be saved. Other kilihiris, all kilihiris. However, when it comes to kilimatechet, there Bet Shammai is mahmir, and says that tomorrow is going to penetrate through, and mitamit, rashi, et rashi. Shutamit. Let's go further to Gemara. Gemara says, Amru lahim betelel betchamai. So betelel is the obvious question to betchamai. Mipene ma amru betchamai, mipene shutame. I'm sorry, mipene amru amru betelel betchamai. Mipene ma? Why? What's the question? It's all or nothing. Which means, if it's matzil, it's be matzil. Minakol. Mm-hmm. If it's not matzil, it should be metameh. Everything, which means ochlim, mashkim, keni matechet. How do you make a haluk where the tumah goes? This is a strong question. Betelel asked, betchamai. So the Gemara says, <coughs> betchamai comes along and answers. 
אמרו בית שמאי, מפני שהוא טמא על גבי עם הארץ. אוהב, יש לנו רבינקל רול פה. כלים של עם הארץ, יש רבינקל טומאה על זה כלי. ויש לנו כלל, ואין כלי טמא חוצץ. When do we say you can make a Hatzitzah? If that Kli itself does not become Tameh, so then it can interfere from the Tumah on the second floor. But if the Kli itself becomes Tameh or is Tameh, it doesn't interfere. So it comes along and the Pesh says, I'll tell you why uh, I have Tumah over here. Because this Kli Heres is the Kli Heres of Amaris. Kli Heres of Amaris is Tameh, therefore it does not interfere. As she says, Shu Tameh. הכלי הזה היה טמא מתחילתו, טמא even before it clogged it up. קודם שנתנו אמרת על פי ערובה. So then, better than ask again the question. Exactly, if you're telling me already that doesn't serve as a chatzitzah, everything should be. So the Gemara says, אמרו להם בטל אל, ועלו תיארתם אוכלים ומשקים שבתוכו. What do you mean? So why were you batir ochlim ha-mashkim? There's food stuff on top, the chaurav, there's no chatzitzad, the tomat mit on the bottom floor should go right through, and the tamay, everything. What do you mean you're being batir ochlim ha-mashkim? Amru lahem b'chamay, kishetiyanu ochlim ha-mashkim, shebetokho, when we were lenient to be batir ochlim ha-mashkim, la'atzmo tiyarnu. Which means, who are you being lenient for? We're being lenient for the Amaris. Who's eating this food of the Amaris? The Amaris. And therefore, we're never going to get affected because we don't eat his food. So therefore, to come along and say that his food is Tahor and his Meshkim is Tahor, it's for himself. However, you want us to be Mitaed the Kelim Now, when it comes to the Kelim, it's going to affect us. Why? Because we borrow Kelim from an Amaris. So therefore, proof positive that you see you do borrow Kelim from an Amaris. Now, let's analyze the uh, dynamics of this Gezer uh, over here. When it comes to the food, they're going to be lenient on the guy. Tell the guy, listen, uh, the food on the second floor and the bashkim on the second floor, we say tahor. What does it mean tahor? Meaning for the amaris, it's going to be tahor. Because an amaris uh, is not going to accept if we're going to start telling him that his food is going to be tameh because there's no way to metahir food. Not going to accept such a gizera. Nor is he going to accept if we tell him that his kiniheris the kiniheris on the second floor is going to become tameh because there's no way to metahir a kiniheris. You have to break it. You have to destroy it. So therefore... What are we going to tell the Amaris? We're going to tell the Amaris that the food stuff is okay and the kili hairs is okay. Okay, so such a thing he can accept. And when we tell him that his kili matechet is going to be tamer, he can accept that as well. Because you can fix it. Which means, so take it to the paraduman, and dip it, uh, you know, on the third day and the seventh day, which we'll discuss the process uh, momentarily. And therefore, we have no problem. Because now we'll come along when he lends us his klimatechet, so we have no problem, which means it'll be, uh, it'll be accepted. Why it'll be accepted? Because we'll, we'll say, he accepted our gezera. So the Bichamah is giving us the logic of why we had to do such a thing. The whole end game is so we could borrow kidding from them. 
So we could borrow clean and we could trust that they did the proper uh, tahara. Now you'll say, what do we just borrow a clean from them and uh, do it yourself? Yes. I mean, you go to the paraduma yourself. The Gemara is going to tell us later on that to do the paraduma plus you need at least seven days. Mm. Kilim are not usually lent out for more than seven days. So therefore, we're not going to be able to solve them. We're going to have to rely on the Amaris that he did it before he gives us the kilim. Because we're not going to have enough time to go through the whole process. So therefore, this whole gezerah, the way B'Chamay did it, was to get the Amaris to accept the gezerah. So when we borrow kilim and from them, it'll be handled. If you're going to oser the kilim and you're going to tell them that their food's no good, they wouldn't accept anything. And therefore, they wouldn't mitahir anything, and now we wouldn't be able to borrow kirim. But when you tell them, listen, your food's okay, okay, good, the food's okay, and the hadith is okay, it's good. We accept that. Because if they didn't they say that, then there would be no way for them to eat the food. They'd have to throw it out. And the, the hadith is no way. So you tell them, listen, the food's okay, it's not going to bother us anyway. Keep it. Hadith is not going to affect us. We don't borrow kirim hadith from a modest. So what are we worried about? The kirim ateket. So we say the kirim ateket is a suit. Why? Now they'll accept that law, because there's a way to fix it. They'll dip it for seven days with the paraduma. so when we borrow it, it'll be okay, and then we have nothing to worry about. That was basically the logic of Bet Shammai in this, uh, in this law. I'm reading now some notes over here, just so you could read it inside. I'm reading note number one. A haver refrains in any event from the Amaris' food and drink, which the haver deems to be tameh. Right? Now we're declaring tahor, the Amaharis foodstuff and beverages, then affects only the Amaharis who will eat them. Because that explains the food. Go to number two. The status of the Amaharis non-earthenware vessels affects a haver. Why? Since he might borrow the Amaharis vessel and use it. Now, let's read that note together. But Shammai reasons, reason then is as follows. Haverim will borrow the non-earthenware vessel of an Amaris and use them after immersing them to purify them from the Tumat decreed by the Amaris. There is Tumat Amaris. So the Tamir Acham, once he gets this kid, he is going to have to dip it in the Mikveh just to get rid of the Tumat Amaris. The rabbis did issue a Tuman every kid of Amaris. Okay? Therefore, the rabbis had to ensure that these non-earthenware vessels borrowed from the Amaris would be free of corpse Tumah. That's Tamimit. The rabbis accomplished this by decreeing that the Hamas earthenware vessel shall not protect from corpse Tum'ah. In this way, we need not be concerned that the Hamas will lend us a vessel of this that was protected by his earthenware vessel, which deemed Tamimit in a house containing a course. We're not worried that we're going to get metal kelim from a house that he put up, plugged it up with a kelihayadis. Why? For the Amaz will adhere to the rule that his earthenware vessel does not protect non-earthenware vessels. Why will he adhere? Because he can fix it. Thus, when lending this non-earthenware vessel, he will truthfully represent whether it had been in a house containing a corpse or whether it had been... Or, or whether it had been and had become Tameh, even though it was protected by an earthenware vessel, and if it has become Tameh, he will apprise us of its status, or have it sprinkled upon and purified. He'll do the right thing, the Amaris, in such a Gezerah. Okay. So comes the Gemara now. So bottom line, we're back to a question. 
between an answer you have. But the question of the Gemara is Sheila, Nihush the Sheila. But before the Gemara addresses that question, the Gemara gives us another conversation with Rabbi Yoshua. Ahma Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua lived later than Bet Shammai, in a different generation. He said, Boshni Midvrechem Bet Shammai. I'm ashamed of your words, Bet Shammai. Which means, he said, I don't understand what you're talking about. Ifshar, Isha Lasha Ba'areva. You have a lady on the second floor that's kneading dough in a, in a areva, in a trough, in a, in a, in a bowl. Isha Ba'areva Temi'in. Shiva. You're going to tell me that the lady and the uh, trough, the bowl itself, is going to be Tamir Shiva, meaning she's going to have corpse to Matamimit. Ubatsik Tahor? You're going to tell me that Batsik is Tahor? It doesn't make sense. But the lady's needing the dough. She's Tamir Shiva. The bowl that it's in is Tamir Shiva. But the, the dough that's inside, you're tell me that's considered Tahor? Same thing. Lugin male Mashkin. Or some say Lagin. Meaning you have a flask that's filled with. Beverage. Lagin Tameh. Tell me the, the flask itself is going to be Tameh. Tumat Shiva'ah. Umashkin Teorin. That possible? But she says, I'm embarrassed. I think you say such a thing. Nitfalo Talmideh Admit Talmideh Bet Shammai. So one of the students of Bet Shammai attached himself, came to the Biyoshua and explained the, the Sivara. Amar Lo, he told him, Omer Lecha Ta'aman Shal Bet Shammai. Should I tell you the reason of Bet Shammai? Amar lo, emor. Please, I'd like to hear the reason of Bet Shammai. Amar lo, kli tameh chotzitz, or enu chotzitz. So he methodically went one question at a time to explain this. Let me ask you a question. A kli tameh. Does it serve as a hatzitzah or not? Which means in the case of the, uh, the attic, where you're plugging up the hole with a kli tameh. Yes, Amir Shua. Simple like that. Is it chotzitz or not chotzitz? What's the deen? I'm an inner chotzitz. We know that. Tumah goes right through. Question number two. Klish l'ama'aris tameh o tahor. Could you answer me? What's the status rabbinically of a keli of a ama'aris? Is it tahor or tameh? Amalo tameh. Very good. So now we establish a kli tameh plugging down. So the tumah is going to penetrate. Vimata omer lo tameh. If you're going to tell him now, this ama'aris, that all his vessels in his house, including the Klihiris, are going to be, and his food. You're going to tell him everything is Tamim. Klum Mashkiyah Alecha. He's going to listen to you. Which means, in his mind, he thinks his keli is Taur. You're coming along now and telling it's Tamim, and you're putting him in a position where there's no return. You're going to say his food conclusively. You want to say his Klihiris conclusively. Now she says, Klum Mashkiyah Alecha. Alecha third line. He's not gonna listen to you. So what do you want us to do? He's not gonna pay attention. By making such a gizera, he will listen by metal kelim. That's okay, I accept by metal kelim. They want to tell me the tumah goes up and affects it. Why? It's solvable. <laughs> if you're going to tell him that all his vessels are he's going to come and tell you yeah, my stuff is uh, my stuff is tahor and your stuff is tameh uh, now what exactly is that uh, claim that we're worried that he's going to say such a thing 
Well, he says, Vezeu Taman Shel Bet Shammai. So the student finishes up, by the way, that's the reason of Bet Shammai. So he says over in number eight, that is, Taba'aris will not accept that his foods, drinks, and earthenware vessels are not protected by the earthenware vessel and thus contaminated with Kups Tumah, as the Tumah of these items can never be removed. But he will accept that his non-earthenware vessels are not protected and thus contaminated with Kups Tumah, for these can be purified through sprinkling with the Me'atat. Thus the Haver, what do we do? We solve the problem for us. The Haver who borrows the non-earthenware vessels from the Amahas need only immerse it to purify it from the Tumah of the Amahas, but we can rely on the fact that the Amahas adhere to the law of purifying it uh, for seven days with Paraduma. Yeah. In other words, the Amahas knows the biblical law that an earthenware vessel which is Tahor protects from corpse Tumah. He knows that much. And he will not accept that his earthenware vessel which he thinks is Tahor does not protect this food and other earthenware vessels from Kops Tumah, since he will have no way of purifying them. But he will accept that his earthenware vessel will ruin his clean material, because that's so what? Such a humra I can accept, because he's able to, uh, to fix it. Therefore, although by right we should rule that Tamas earthenware vessels uh, protects nothing, really we should say everything should be Tamas. Issuing that ruling would simply cause Tamas to disregard our ruling entirely. Right, you tell him all is no good, he's not going to pay attention to anything, which will result that we're we'll we'll unable to borrow even his not earning with vessels. Because now he's going to come along and say, you know what, my stuff is good, your stuff is no good. And therefore that puts the Haberim at a disadvantage, that we're not going to be able to even borrow. And so the real basic logic of Bet Shammai was to create a Gezerah, but at the same time, to create a gizara that will not hurt the haverim's ability to borrow kelim. Mm-hmm. So once Rabbi Yeshua heard this sound logic, the Gemara says, "Miyad halach Rabbi Yeshua v'neshtatach al kaveri b'chamai." Rabbi Yeshua went and he prostrated himself on the grave of b'chamai mm-hmm. in order to ask for forgiveness. Amar naaneti lachem atzamot b'shabbechamai. I have caused you, uh, or I have spoken excessively, the bones of b'shabbechamai, which means uh, I spoke out of line by saying boshni mitivrechem. I'm embarrassed of your words, so he says uh, I spoke things uh, out of line. And then he said, uma setumot shelachem kach. If the cryptic rulings that you make are so logical and have such clarity when they're explained yeah. although more so the explicit laws that you say how much more so are are uh, have a sound logic Amru, so he repented Kol Yamav, all his days he fasted for the rest of his life Rabbi Yoshua, and his teeth became blackened from the fast all because why? he spoke out of line once and even though you would argue he had a right to speak out, because without this logic, but Shammai's halakha uh, really doesn't make any sense. So he wasn't fasting because he's questioned his logic, but for two words that he said, Boshni midivrechim. So you see over here as a sidebar from this Gemara, how careful we have to be when it comes to the kavod of the tamidah hachamim. He just once he said, and Bet Shammai wasn't alive by the way, Bet Shammai died long before the Yoshua. And still what? 
He referred to them as Boshni Midavrechem, and he fasted the rest of his life till his face, his teeth became blackened as a result of it. Why? Because he had a little penetat uh, pet came out of his mouth, little words disparagingly. Oh, but now let's go back to the point. Katani Miha, partial quotation. Lecha velo. My Betchamai said that the reason why uh, we have to be concerned to say that the Kilim are going to be okay. I'm sorry that the Kilim, Kilim Matechet. Right? The Tumah is going to affect the Kilim Matechet, but not the Kilim and not the food stuff. Is because we borrow. It affects us. Lecha velo. And therefore, we see what? We do borrow from them. And let's go back to the question. If you borrow from them, so now if we're going to say that by Tirumah, there's no problem to dip Kli Betoch Kli. Because who dips Kli Betoch Kli? Who are we dealing with Tirumah eaters? Oh, but maybe the Amaris is going to see us dipping. And he's also going to dip his Kli. And true, I'm not going to get affected from eating his food, but maybe I'm going to borrow his uh, keli. And now if I borrow his keli, and I showed you that we do borrow keli, and he dipped it the wrong way, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a problem. So the Gabbana says, what are you worried about? What's the problem? When we, when we borrow it from them, that's not an issue. We'll take the keli, and we'll dip it. So therefore, we have a we have a way out of that problem. You worried about that? What we're going to borrow the kidney? Good, we'll borrow from a different. They give us that's not an option. Which means, how come betelel when he challenged betchamai, right? But Shammai came along and said, hey, we have a problem over here. We have to say that the Kelim are going to be, the Kli Hades we're not going to affect. In order what? So we can take his Kli uh, Matechet, so we don't have a problem. So Betelit should have said, what do you mean? Just uh, don't make any law. Keep the Torah law standing. That everything that the guy has is Tameh. And when we get the uh, Keli from the Amaris, we'll just uh, dip it. Which means Betelit could have answered Back. Why didn't he answer back? Just dip the kelim. Because the answer is gimel Because the issue over here is we're about to admit dipping alone is not going to solve anything. Oh, and what's the so? Therefore, we should say what when he gets the kelim, let him dip it. Meaning, let him sprinkle it with the waters of the parasma on the third day and the seventh day. Gemara says, "Umana lezayin yomeh And we have a rule: people don't usually borrow out their kelim, lend out their kelim for more than seven days. So, therefore, now we understand the logic. The logic is like this. That really a guy doesn't lend out his kidney seven days. So therefore we're going to have to trust the Amaris that what? That he did the process. And therefore when he lends it to us, he's going to have to lend it to us according to the, to the, uh, to the procedures uh, that he did. Look at Nashi. Nashi says, uh, no, I actually know Nashi, but look at the, oh, look at number 15. Thus, although a Haver immerses a vessel that he borrows from an Amaris, that immersion is insufficient. Why? Where the concern is that the Amaris vessel contracted corpse tumah. 
Hence, Bet Shammai rightly assert that if we were to declare the Hamas protected vessel Bitaor from corpse to Ma'a, that negligence will pertain to the Haver who borrows the vessel as well, since we'll have the borrowed vessel in his possession, since he will not have the borrowed vessel in his possession long enough to purify itself from corpse to Ma'a. Because we say what? That normally a person doesn't lend out his kilim for more than seven days. So again, just in conclusion over here, so basically the answer to the Gemara is that once we borrow a keli from Amaris, we're going to dip it. We're going we're gonna to dip it in the mikveh. Therefore, even if he went and put keli betokhli, and he messed up in the hatitza issue or in the shrofinatanot issue, not going to bother us because when we borrow his keli, we're going to dip it. The issue was... The, maybe you have to worry about Tumatmet. No, based on the Chamais Gezera, Tumatmet, the Amaris will handle Shirishi Bishivirahi. And therefore, the only concern is just the regular Tevila. And then we can handle that ourselves. Ah, how come we don't take care of the Shirishi Bishivirahi ourselves? That cannot be, because the law, the rule is that people usually don't lend out their Kilim more than seven days. So we really needed to rely on the Amaris. He's going to take care of the Tumat issue. Comes to and says that Tevila lo are you telling me that they're not believed on Tevilah? Which means the Gemara said that somebody borrows a keli from Amaris, you have to dip it. Implying that what? You're not going to trust the Amaris to say that he dipped it and he watched it betahara. Now the Chaura, the Gemara has a question. Why? That and yeah, we learned in the Bright that Ne'emanim Amaris Al-Tarat Tevilat Tememet. It says, Ahamaz is believed the Gabet Tevilah when it comes to issues of Tumatmet. So then he is believed the Gabet Tevilah. So the Gemara gives two wins. Amar Abayel HaKashya. Habigufo, Habikilaf. He's believed when it comes to his body. That he dipped his body, but he's not believed when it comes to his kelim. Which means, if he himself came involved with Tumatmet, we trust him when he says, I went to the Mikveh. Okay, fine. When it comes to his kelim, he does not have an emanut, and therefore, when we get his kelim, we have to dip it. And kelim, he doesn't have an emanut. Rabbi Amar, idi vi idi bechilaf. Because I know both statements are talking about kelim. So again, before we get to Rabbi's answer, basically, Abayez's answer is the Gabe's kelim. He doesn't take him so seriously. We don't trust him if he says he dipped him. If you have to dip, once you get them from Amar, you have to dip them yourself. But the Gabe's body, his body takes more seriously, and therefore, he's going to have to uh, we believe him when he says he dipped his body for tomorrow. Rabbi says, no, I can tell you really, both cases, is talking about Kirim. One time you believe him, one time you don't believe him. How? Which is, if he comes along and says that, He comes along and says, I dipped it. And he doesn't mention any problems. He doesn't mention Kli Kli. He just comes and says, I dip the Kli. Yeah. I dip the Kli, then we'll believe him. Mm-hmm. However, Which means, if he comes along and says, I dip the Kli, but I didn't dip it. When I, when I dipped it, I made sure... That it was uh, the right uh, the right size. The whole of the uh, keli was shuvet and Which means, if he comes along and says, I dipped it, without giving us any, he didn't mention kli betokli and all that, you trust him. But once he starts to mention problems, when he starts to come along and said, I, I dipped kli betokli, but I was careful that it had shuvet and now already we don't trust him. Because now already he's, he's, just, he's putting himself in a... He's admitting that there was a problem over here. Meaning there was Kli Betokli. A guy, Amaris, comes to you. 
have a candy. If it is, I dipped it. Yeah. So we'll trust him. There's no reason why to, to, to not to trust him. That's the case where we say we'll trust him. Aye, but if he comes along and says that he dipped the keli, and it was keli betuch keli, that that's how he dipped it, and he was careful to make sure that it had a shofirita, not like that, like I said, that the water can go through, in that case we're not going to trust him. Because there already, he incriminated himself already. Once the guy comes along and says, I did clean it totally, but I fixed it. We don't trust him now that he did it the right way. Because could be he didn't do it but, but the, uh, the, 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 the proper way. I never dipped clean it totally. Right. If he says, I never dipped clean it totally, I just dipped it regularly. Well, no problem. But once he's coming along, I did clean it totally. But I was careful to make sure that I had the shofir According to Ravad, basically he says like this. The guy comes along and says he straight up dipped the keli. Meaning he didn't do kli betokli. Right. We'll believe him. Yeah. Even by kelim. And therefore when you get the kli from Amaz like that, you don't have to dip it again. Right. However, when the guy comes along and says, I dipped kli betokli. But I was careful of the shiva size. So then already, we're not care, we're not, we don't trust him. Meaning we're not, we're not certain that the Amaz is meticulous when it comes to the halakhot. Right. And we're scared that he might have not been careful with the Shavir Adonot rule. Therefore, when we get such a clean, we have to dip it again. again. And the Gemara proves this. Batanya, as we have a proof from a Tarat Tevilat. I'm sorry. Batanya, we have a Braita. Neeman Amaris. Lomar. Perot Lohukshinu. Which means, if Amaris comes along and testifies, these Perot over never got wet. And therefore they're not susceptible for Tum'ah. Okay, we don't suspect that Tum'ah is going to lie. Remember we learned the laws of Hakshara. That yeah. for a peri to be a conduit for Tum'ah, it had to be Mukshar with one of the seven liquids first. So if Amar says, I'm giving you a testify, this peri over here never was Mukshar, and you believe him. Nafka mean nafka shed, it falls on this peri now. It's not going to be Tameh. Aval eno ne'eman lomar perot uksheru, but once he comes along and he says, listen, the perot were mukshar, but they never came in contact with tum'ah. Already, once you tell me they were mukshar, we don't trust him because he's not careful. And therefore, maybe once the mukshar already they're going to become, uh, they were tameh. And she wasn't uh, careful. So it's a similar type of concept where you see once already he gets involved in a, in a, in a, in a situation, in a problem, so already he loses his ne'marut. If he says nothing ever happened, he's not a liar. But once he's admitting that problems arose, meaning like a bear, he loses his nemanut uh, when it comes to, to that as well. Ramadan says, Abayah came along and said that Amaharis believed when it comes to his laws and says he dipped his body. is Mahmid. Is that so? we in a bright haver he comes along and says, he's Tamimit. Yeah. Comes to the Beit HaMikdash, he says, listen, I need sprinkling. Yeah. Now the sprinkling of the Parah Duma is on the third day, and on the seventh day. So the Gemara says, Mazin Alav Miyad. You sprinkle on him immediately, which you assume that he came on the third day. Correct. And therefore, you can sprinkle him on that first day immediately, and then you continue the process. However, Amahar is Shibana Hazot, but Amahar is that comes to get sprinkled. In Mazin Alav, which means he got to wait until at least three days pass. Because you don't trust him. We trust him. The guy he became Tamir. Maybe he's on day one now. So we have to wait till we see three days 
Once we see three days, now we'll dip them. So therefore what? You see, you don't trust the Ama'aris when it comes to Tumah of his goof. Alright. So how can you tell me you trust him that he went to the Mikveh? That's also Tumah. Ha'goof. I mean, you see, you don't trust him. Otherwise, why don't you say when he comes to the Mikveh? Be honest. He's coming on day three, so sprinkle him right away. He says, no, no, you got to wait till three days pass. So the Gemara says, Eh, la amar abayya. But he explains the difference. Mitoch homer she'ahmad ta'ala b'tchilato hekal ta'ala b'sofo. By being so stringent on him in the beginning of the Paraduma process, we could be lenient on him at the end of the process. At the end of the process, has to go to the mikveh after the seven days, right? Yeah. Once already, we're so mahmir on the guy. Now, when he shows up to the Beit Hamikdash, we tell him you got to wait three days so we can see. So already, that humrah compensates that we can be lenient to believe him. to believe him at the end when he says he went to the mikveh. Which is what's already, guys, he was so mahmir, he's, he's, he's not going to mess up at the end. But you're ready when you taught him his lesson. You said, when he comes to the Beit you got to wait three days. We don't trust you. So now already, that humrah that we put at the beginning of the process allows us to be lenient to, at the end of the process that we'll trust him when he says he went to the mikveh. So at the end of the seven days of Paradamah, it's not enough. He has to go to the mikveh. So look at Dashi. Dashi says, mitoch our Mishnah forbids a Haver to immerse a vessel within a vessel for Kodesh. Let's speak it out. What's the reason? Lest the Ama'aris imitate the practice. And we eat his Kodesh. And we have to eat his Kodesh. Yes. Correct? Because we don't want to create enmity. Invalidate the immersion. The Ama'aris would thereby contaminate the Kodesh that he prepares in that vessel which we must accept in order to prevent enmity. What about Tirumah? Tirumah, no problem. Because even if he dumps Kalipa to me the wrong way, we're not accepting his Tirumah. There's no enmity because he can give it to a Kohen. Amaris. Okay, so that solves that problem. And though we do not, and though we do borrow his non-earthenware vessels, so the Chawra, we should be worried about his vessels. We first immerse those borrowed vessels in any event. Which is, we're going to immerse them anyway. Since he is not believed to say that he immersed them properly. Again, Mahlok and Abaye and Rabah. According to Abaye, all vessels uh, uh, he's not believed on. Right. And according to Rabah, only when he comes yeah. along and admits that he did Kribatokli, that's a parenthesis, it is true. That according to the Rabah, the is believed regarding their immersion if he says that he never immersed a vessel within a vessel. Right? Obviously, though, this does not make it necessary for us to forbid a Chabet to immerse a vessel within a vessel unless an Amaharis imitate him. Similarly, while it is true that Abayim might agree that the Amas is believed concerning the immersion of his vessel that follows the second sprinkling, Amas, okay, fine, so that's that. That's the summary of that sugya. We go further in the Gemara. Ahuraim Vetoch. One of the Humrot that we said by Kodesh is if you have a keli. If any part of the keli becomes Tameh through Mashkin, the whole keli is going to be Tameh Legabe Kodesh. Now let's discuss the Tumat Mashkin we're discussing over here. Minat Torah, a keli can only become tameh from an avatum'ah. An av touches a keli, the keli becomes a rishon. Minat Torah, there's only one mashkin 
that's considered an avatumah that has the ability to make kelim. That is the rok or the meraglayim or of a zav and a zava. Zav spits on the back of a keli, so that's tamim the oraita, the entire keli. Hakamim came along and made a gezera that if you have mashkin that already shown the tumah, means the mashkin came in contact with an av. Right. So the Meshkim already shown, the rabbi said, Meshkim Rishon will metameh a keli. Gizad Rabbanan. In the Torah, a Rishon cannot metameh a keli. Rishon cannot make a keli tameh. What is Rishon? The, the Meshkim that we're discussing in our Mishnah already shown. It means they came in contact with an Abatum'ah. Oh. Now they didn't Rishon. In the Torah, a Rishon cannot metameh a keli. Okay. However, the rabbis came along and said, that when it comes to Tirumah, we're going to be Mahmir, that the Rishon is going to be Metameh, the Keli. Mm-hmm. But, since it's only Midrabanan, this Tumah, we needed to make a Heker. Right. Why? Because since Minat Torah, everything is Tahor over here, including the Tirumah that's inside the vessel, we don't want the person to come to burn Tirumah that's Teorah Medeoraita. It's a suit to burn Tirumah that's Teorah Medeoraita. But on the same uh, point, we don't have to eat it, because rabbinically we're saying that the keli is going to become Tamir from these mashkin. Right. So what did the rabbis do? The rabbis made a kid And they said, by Tirumah, we're going to say that whatever part of the keli got touched, that part itself is going to remain meaning either the handle or the ahorayim, the back of the keli, right, or the inside of the keli. Each part is going to be considered separate, individual, only that part is going to become tamer, and therefore you won't burn your tirubah, because the tirubah is not going to become tamer, let's say the outside became only the outside becomes tamer. So it's not going to really affect your tirubah, and therefore, uh, the, at least they made a heker, so you'll know that this tumah is only Medrabana. If it was the Uraita tumah, then even the whole time, everything becomes uh, tamir. Right. So now, that's the gizarah that the rabbis made, the difference between Kodesh and Tirumah. By Kodesh, if tumah touches one part of the kid, how can he become tamir? But by Tirumah, yeah. only that part. According to the biblical law, meaning 32, vessels can contract tumah only from an av at tumah. Vessels only from an av. Thus, a liquid. Rishon. That contracted Tum'ah and the liquid is a Rishon cannot transmit Tum'ah to a vessel from a biblical standpoint. The rabbis have a decree that a Tamir liquid does transmit Tum'ah to a vessel. This decree was enacted on account of liquids that are secreted by a Zav, saliva, or urine, which are voted Tum'ah that do transmit Tum'ah to vessels on the biblical level. The rabbis want the people to realize that Tum'ah contracted by a vessel from a liquid that has become Tamir only in a rabbinic is only rabbinic. So they should not mistakenly burn Tiruman and Kodesh that contracts Tiruman from that vessel. Because in the Torah, really the vessel is Taor. Asur. One may not burn Tiruman or Kodesh that is rabbinically Tameh, but biblically Taor. Exactly. For two, for to do so would be a violation of biblical prohibition against destroying Tiruman or Kodesh. Fine. Therefore, the rabbis marked the rabbinic Tiruman with a distinguishing characteristic. How did they mark it? Where is ordinarily a vessel that contracts Tumah through any of its parts becomes Tamir in its entirety. A vessel with outside contracts Tumah through Tamir liquids remains Tamir only on its outside. If it's Ahorayim, Ahorayim. However, 
or any other part of the vessel that can function independently remains ta'od. Which means the handle or the inside will remain ta'od. This distinguishing characteristic will remind people that the vessel is only midrabanan. Let's quote from Rashi in Masik, and he does explain the dynamics uh, of the Mahlok. Let's read Rashi. Kli shinit miwa chorav, kli etz. Oshel matechet ka'amar, shimitamim begaban. Now you have to say we're talking about a kli etz or kli matechet, because kli etz is not mitameh from the back at all. The guy is only mitameh begaban. Bemashkin, de betumad rabbanani. It's a cloud, remember that cloud. A keli can only be mekabel tumah mena'ava tumah mede'oraita. Ve'gaz ruachim shu mashkin metame'im kli. Lefi sheyesh mashkin shu ava tumah. What's the case of a mashkin that's ava tumah? Umetame kli mena'tura ki on roko shil zav umimeraglav hilkak huir betumah zu medevres ofrim. Since it's rabbinic, achorav temihin ushar tashmisham Shebo teorim, the Avdu Rabbanan Heker. Why do Rabbanan have to make a Heker? Leodia Shetumah Zoom Medivrim Velo Yisrefu Alav Turumah Vekadashim. That's what we just read in the note. That's exactly what she's saying over here. Now you understand the dynamics, why the rabbis, why they would go there on Mashkin in the first place. Atu Rukom Emeraglam Shazab. And why, once they would go there, they had to minimize the Tumah only on the place that it fell. I'm going to say the whole keli. Because if they would have said the whole keli, people would think this is Tumah de Oraita, they would burn the Tumah that's inside. You can't burn Tumah that's really Tawar de Oraita. So therefore, they made a kid. Hey, what's their kid? Only that part that touches becomes Tameh. That's the logic. Comes to and says, Achorayim v'toch. Now we just want to understand what, what, what's the cases. The Mishnah said, yeah, the Achorayim, which literally we understand it means the the back or the outside of the keli. And v'toch means the Inside of the keli, those are different parts of the keli. So give us a my achorayim v'toch. What is this achorayim v'toch? Kedetnam, we learned the Mishnah. Kedish shenitma achorav b'mashkin. If let's say the outside of the keli became tamei b'mashkin, midrabanan achorav tameim. The outside is going to be tameh. However, tocho, tocho would be the uh, the inside. Okay, ogno, ogno. We would explain it to mean the rim that's around the keli. For example, let's say it's flat. So that also is functional. Like by the rim, it's wide. So you can put things on the rim itself. That's considered a separate part of the keli. Osno. Osno, literally, they're calling it the uh, ear. Right, that's like a handle that also has a functionality to it. The yadav. That will be a, fl- a, a long handle, straight handle. Teorim. It's going to be taor. So, but basically, you see the Gemara just giving an example of what's Ahara Ma'ala. It's the back of the keli. That's considered one part of the keli. As opposed to the other parts of the keli that are not going to become Tameh as a result. However, Nitmatokho, Kodo Tameh. Now, it should be noted. Once the, in, once the inside of the keli becomes Tameh, which means the rabbis over here, just tell what's going on here. The rabbis need to make a hekir. Once they made a hekir in certain parts of the keli, they don't have to make a hekir in every part of the keli. Once the guy knows, if the back becomes tameh, only the back is tameh. If the organ becomes tameh, only the organ. If the, if the yad becomes tameh, only the yad. So then they were able to be mahmir and say, but if the inside becomes, the whole king is tameh. 
but the people won't come to burn Tirumah because they'll know already they're careful from the other cases. Mm. Why were they mahmid inside? Because we, have, we always see that Tum'ah mitokho is, is mahmid. Because even Kiliheris is mitameh mitokho. So therefore, since we see in general the Torah is mahmid on Tum'ah mitokho, so therefore, they were mahmid over here as well. So therefore, if, if I were to answer your question, have a keli, Tirumah. It's got multifunctional. Outside, rims, handles, yes. ears, each part is functional. Tumat mashkin midrabanan touches the ear of the, 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 the handle. Only the ear will become tamer. Eh? Mm-hmm. What do I do with this tumah? I can't eat it. Because midrabanan, there's tumah. I cannot burn it because midorat, that's tawar. What do I do with the tumah? Leave it, let it spoil. So, now, now, let's say the tumah. Land on the inside of the keli. Mm. No, no, no. The whole thing is the whole keli will be tamim midrabanan. You still can't burn. The I still can't burn the tumah. It's all rabbinical here. But I didn't have to make a shinui on every part of the keli. Once already right. there's a shinui on other parts of the keli, I can be mahmir on the inside because inside generally is more mahmir anyway in the Torah mm. to make the rabbinical uh, to make the rabbinical uh, ruling. Now, achorayim. Rashi, let's read Rashi now. Ogno. Sefato akifula letzad chutz. That's like the rim. That's akifula uh, folded over towards the outside. Vena'oil tashmish. It seems like it's a it's a it's, flat rim. It folds over. That yeah, it comes outward, over, curls outwardly, so you can stick things on it. Correct. On top of the kid, you have a rim, right? So let's say it comes out. <laughs> so that's like a extension from the rim. I can put things on it. Wide rim. That's where it really is. Yeah, Osno. Can you go Osno Habit? That's like the the handle of the Habit, the spout. The spout? No. Osno is not the spout. That's more like the handle, like a pitcher. Exactly. The ear shaped handle. Exactly. That's functional. The Yadav. Like a pen has a long handle. Nitmatoho. I feel a bit too banan kulotame. Good. Comes the Gemara, so Achorayim, we're learning is the back of the keli. The outside of the keli, that's what we consider the Achorayim. Okay? Comes the Gemara and says, This is a Rashi seems to mean that uh, where the vessel to be earthen, okay, we saw that earthen well. Rashi says, Ahorayim is referring to the simple outside of the vessel. Okay, like we learned, the outside of the vessel. Comes the Gemara and says, Ubet Hatsevita. One of the cases in the Mishnah, we said it's considered a functional part of the Kili, is Bet Hatsevita. So the Gemara says, My Bet Hatsevita. What is Bet Hatsevita? That's the place where you hold it. Rashi says, Sheohez Bo Moshito Lahadim. When you want to transfer, give the keli to somebody else because she held it by a certain handle it was, I guess. Uh-huh. And you would hold that and you would give the keli to somebody else. The chenuome, like the pasuk says, Vayitzbot la kali. Like Boaz, when Ruth went to the field, it says, Vayitzbot la kali. He handed her kali, the, uh, the, the wheat. So if you see the word Vayitzbot, is like uh, the hand. So therefore, a betat sevita is the part of the keli that's used to... Over. Handle it or pass it over from one person to the other. The B.A.C. Amar B.H.A.N.A.N. Different explanation. Makom shenikiyeh da'at sovereign. I mean, there was a certain 
there was a certain part at the bottom of a keli that was used for dipping. In the olden days, when they used to eat their foods, they used to have like an area for condiments on the keli itself, jutted out of the keli, a little receptacle, and they used to dip their foods. Now, only people that were finicky would have such keli like this. A regular guy, he would first put the condiment in his regular keli, dip the stuff in it, eat it. After he finished eating it, he would empty out the keli and pour water in it to drink. The kiyadat, they don't want to use the same keli for drinking and for condiment. So they have a little keli that would come out, that we call that beta tzivita, that's the place where they would dip, the dipping keli. Okay, that she says, the kiyadat, it's tenisim. It's in the same definitely people. Sufain, matbilim ochlim behardal, either mustard or behomet or vinegar. Shehokekim bishulea ke'ara, they would not say chisel out. On the bottom of the ke'ara, or ke'ara, bit kibul atmo, a separate receptacle. Vegove lo saviv, venotim sham homets, behadabi, they, 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 I guess the gove, what does it mean? They, they, it's like a separate cavity. They, 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 they separate it and they put, uh, and they put it in there. Okay. Tani Rabbi Bai Kamed Rav Nachman. Kol kelim en lahem achoraim vetoch. Which means all the kelim, all vessels, en lahem achoraim vetoch. That she says, what does it mean? En lahem. Every kelim does have achoraim vetoch. En lahem. So that she says, en chiluk lahem. Chul achoraim vetoch. Which means, when it comes to uh, certain kelim, once one part of the kelim becomes tameh, the entire kelim becomes tameh. They don't have separate functional parts of the kelim. You need one or two sprinklings. Ehad mikdash, ve'ehad gebul. And this is referring to what type of kelim that are being used for kodesh mikdash? What's kodesh mikdash? Kodesh. Did we learn in the Mishnah? That when it comes to Kodesh, even if one part of the keli becomes Tameh, all the keli becomes Tameh. So we have a statement that's being said over here, Legabe Kodesh. Vessels. When it comes to Kodesh, the vessels that are being used to uh-huh. store Kodesh, there's no Achoraim Vetoch, meaning it's all considered one vessel. That if one part becomes Tameh, the whole vessel becomes okay. Tameh. But what is this Kodesh Gevul, which literally means Kodashim of the borders? So the Gemara says, "Amar le Kodesh Gevul Mayninu." He told, "What is what is this Kodesh Gevul?" So he told them, "Teruma." It means Teruma. That's Kenu. That's Teruma. They can eat in the in the borders of Israel. So the Gemara says, "What are you talking?" Batenan Achoraim v'Togu Betat Sevita Litruma. We learned in our Mishnah that when it comes to Tirumah, they are considered separate parts of the Keli. Right. The is separate, the Tok is separate, the Bittas Shemitah is separate. So how can you tell me that Tirumah is all considered one Keli? So he says, ah, you know what? Dilma lechulin chenasu al tarat kodesh. So he says, maybe it's referring to, when he says kodesh gevul, it means not only kodesh, but chulin chenasu al tarat kodesh. It means regular food that can be eaten. In the borders of Israel, that we eat in the Beit Hamikdash per se, that what? That also that has a deen of kodesh, and therefore it's going to have a deen that its kelim are going to be tameh. If one part of the kelim became tameh, all kelim will become tameh. Come on, maybe that's what you're talking about. So he says at the Khratan, He says you reminded me milta de amar lava bar abu. He says you're right, which means this conversation was happening between Abibai, uh, said in front of Rav Nachman, right? 
So Rabbi Nachman told him, what, what is this Kelim uh, Givul? So the rabbi told him, uh, Rabbi Bai told him, it's talking about Tirumah. So he said, can't be talking about uh, Tirumah, Rabbi Nachman tells him. We have a Bifurush Mishnah that says uh, that Tirumah, each part of the Kelim is considered separate. So Rabbi Nachman tells Rabbi Bai, you know what I think it's talking about? I think it's talking about that's what Kocha Givul is. So Rabbi Bai says, yes, you're right. You've reminded me of a statement that I heard from Rabbah. Like we learned that yesterday, that there's 11 Mahalot in the Mishnah. Which is the first six applied to not only Kodesh, but also Cholichna Sitaratut. And one of the first six is what? Ahoraim Betoch Betatsavita. That was all considered one. Ahadonot, La Kodesh, Abalon Le Cholichna Sitaratut. Shalasuatarat Kodesh. And the last five only applied to Kodesh, but not Cholichna Sitaratut. So therefore he says, you're right. Kochegevul must be talking about Cholichna Sitaratut Kodesh. And that's why we consider each part of the Kili one. And then when one part of the Kili becomes three, the whole Kili becomes three. That's Kochegevul. And that's what he says on the bottom. That she Dilma Hai Kochegevul Cholichna Sitaratut Kodesh. Come out by Edem Mishnatcha. By you saying this, I remembered that I heard something that your rabbi said. The rabbi that said that the first six applied to Holy Shabbat. That must mean when it says, Baruch Adonai Amen.